Hey there, Chapel Bell Curve listeners. Justin here. Just wanted to jump in here real quick before getting into the episode uh, to let you know that we made one of those classic podcast flubs. We had some technical issues in this episode and ended up losing pretty much all of our SEC East review that Nathan says we are heading into at the end of this episode. Um, If this is your first time tuning in, trust me when I say the podcast is pretty much like what you're about to hear, only 30 minutes longer typically. If you're a repeat listener, then thank you for coming back and sorry that this is a little shorter than uh, you probably expected. We appreciate every single one of you regardless of your loyalties, uh, so to speak, but We appreciate every single one of you and all the comments and feedback you've been sharing with us over this crazy four-week adventure we've been having. A little silver lining here, though, not to diminish the value of having a Saturday in Athens, of course, no matter how we get it. But at least this flub came during the Samford week and not a bigger game necessarily. Uh, Rest assured, though, we will be re-recording all of the content that we did this past week on this coming Monday with a complete review of this game in typical Chapel Bell Curve fashion, and then a quick SEC East review before heading into the bulk of our conference games. Before we do get into the episode, though, I did want to give a quick shout-out right here in the front to our good friend Ian Trapp for donating his precious time to helping us make our website and manage all of our IT and all of our crazy questions that we may have um, all the time. He makes all of this way more accessible for you and us as well, so... He's fantastic. Uh, Maybe we'll have him on a guest spot one day. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Also, a big shout-out goes to the guys from Waiting Since last Saturday that are kind of like our podcast big brothers. Data tells me that a lot of you have actually probably come from hearing about us on their last few episodes. So thank you, thank you, thank you to each of you listening and you guys for talking about us. If you're not subscribed to their show, you definitely should be. I think it's probably the best UGA podcast out there right now. But we're coming for them. Trust me. Uh, anyway, though, thank you for your patience, your time, and your encouragement through this awesome journey. Nathan and I have uh, really enjoyed every bit of it, and you've truly made two almost middle-aged men's dreams come true just by humoring us and listening to us talk about Georgia football for an hour every week. So thank you. But without further ado, here's the episode, and thanks for listening. Welcome to Chapel Bell Curve, a stats-focused podcast about UJ football. I'm Nathan. And I'm Justin. And today we're going to talk about our preview for the Samford Bulldogs playing the University of Georgia, uh, also Bulldogs, in Samford <laughs> Stadium. And that's not going to get confusing at all for anyone. And then we are going to do a little statistical look-in on the SEC East, um, as we're going to do on a lot of the uh, smaller... Uh, let's see. What's how do, how can I say this without minimizing the fact that we could possibly lose to any team? Um, the less significant games and also on bye weeks. Um, so that's the plan for today. So let's go ahead and jump right in to Sam Samford. Are you trying uh, to say the Bulldogs v Bulldogs is a cupcake game, Nathan? No, I am not. I'm going to say that it is a non <laughs> it is a non conference game, which means that if we lose it, it does not affect our conference standings as much as a there conference game would. Actually, the, you know, the first thing I really want to say, uh, first off, is just uh, we got another shout-out from the Waiting Since Last Saturday guys Heck yeah, on, their last, on their last episode, and that was super awesome. Uh, we could not be more thrilled at their sort of um, big brothering of us. We really appreciate it. And to Tony and Scott, we can't wait to record with you, hang out with you, meet you, whatever you want us to do. And to Will, I will bury you. I'm, we accept a feud. The yeah, we, is on. yeah, we we pick up we pick up that gauntlet, my friend. You better bring you better bring some kind of grain alcohol if you want to be able to rumble with us. Like, that's all I can say because 
we're both some we're both from Georgia, so like that's how this that's how this is gonna run. This is gonna be a a, a fermented corn fueled <laughs> affair purely. So I think you know, I'll ref this one. I don't know. Yeah, the clearer the better. Seems if you, dangerous. If you got moonshine from anywhere in the Appalachians, uh, you know. And yeah, I know it's not Appalachians; it's the Appalachian Mountains. But if you've got moonshine from anywhere up in the hollers, come at me, bro, because that's what you need to get on my level. All right, so um, <laughs> let's talk about Samford. Now that we got that out of our system, yeah. Now, so um, UGA comes in as a thirty-four and a half point favorite, um, and you know, I'm not. I think that the best way to approach this for all of these smaller games is to just admit that we are not superstitious people and let's just get this out of the way uga is very 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 likely to win this game yes uh, right now bill Connolly has a 98 percent win probability and has a projected score of 44 to 8 um or 45 to 9 depending on what you ask so so basically you're saying there's a chance yes i'm saying <laughs> i'm saying that there is a chance that we'll win so um instead of talking about what uga needs to do to win i would rather us talk about what what would we like uga what do, what do we want to see from uga so we're going to kind of divide this up in two ways we're going to talk about what are our goals for uga what do we want to see and then in the second part what do we expect to see so let's let's start off with like our wish list our um our our sort of like uh aspirational goals for the team this weekend so justin what do you want to see from the team this weekend what do I want to see? I want to see Michelle and Chubb touch the ball way more just to, to kind of pad their year a little bit. I just want to see them bump up and just bump their numbers up a lot because they're only going to play really, if things go the way they're supposed to go and they're meant to go, they're only going to play for like the first two quarters. And then we're going to see a lot more Swift and Harry and, and Holyfield on the field. I, I, so. I, I hate to like immediately undercut you, but I don't think Michelle is playing on Saturday. Oh no! Um, I totally forgot. You're right. Yeah, he, he tweaked his ankle. Injury. But I forgot but about that. Chubb still could. Chubb still could. Yes. So, yeah, I think that's a good goal. Um, so we want a steady dose of Chubb in the first quarter, and then <laughs> just yeah, okay, we're moving on. Um, <laughs> just you know, he can get his first. He can get his first. There's an anonymous person looking at our stat sheet right now, and I swear to you, if it is stats god Bill Connolly while we are on the air, like I might have an actual real life stroke. If he emails me back during this during this episode, like I don't know what I'll do. Okay, so you want to see a steady a steady dose of our two top tailbacks at the beginning of the game. I think I that's do. very fair. I'll, I'll give one. So right now, um, UGA is their pass down. So if we're looking at their defensive footprint as of right now, their standard downs their standard downs run rate in terms of success is fifty three percent, averaging a little below average in terms of like how successfully people are running on them on standard downs, which is weird but kind of makes sense to me. So I'd like to see I'd like to see their standard downs run rate come up pretty well or come out pretty come up pretty good. Their havoc rate is seventeen percent, good for sixty fourth in the nation, which is just utterly average. Now that you know. That very well could be a you know a small sample size error, but I'd like to see that come out. And then look, their LB havoc rate right now, which is the number, the percentage of plays that the linebackers for Georgia m- make explosive plays, basically like tackles for loss, sacks, etc., mm-hmm. um, is eight point five percent, which is good for thirteenth in the nation, nearly double the national average. So you know Ooh. what? Let's here's here's my first here's my first thing I want to see. I want to see with the LB Havoc rate go up to like 10 and I want us to get in the top 10 because, you know, God knows I, no one, no one can love Davin Bellamy and uh, Lorenzo Carter more 
who is not in a relationship or related to them more than <laughs> I do right now. So let's like let's just get that for those boys. That that would be the first thing I want to see. So I, I want to see Davin Bellamy and Lorenzo Carter in the first quarter just have a really good productive game against what should be an overmatched line. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that's my first one. You got a, You got another one? I was going to say this is definitely a game to do that. What other stats in here do we want to see padded? Man, we could. We really need to move all these. I, I want to see all of our ranks and these defensive and offensive footprints go up above 100. But I know that if we skew it that much, it's just going to come right back down after we hit uh, just a normal game that we're we're less expected to win as handily. Well, well, looking on there, looking on our um, looking on our offensive footprint. What do you think? I'll, oh, okay. I'll, I'll give you another one. I want to see. So standard down line yards per carry 2.46 good for 101st in the nation hmm. i'd really like to get that up i'd really i'd really just like to get that up to i don't know somewhere above 2.6 2. Uh, 2.63 is the uh the average or two, the average is 2.46 and i i'd like to see that come up uh yeah. I, the national average is 2.93 so you know let's 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 get That's our line yards. Let's let's <laughs> let's get our line yards up. So what? So to explain, um, that means on standard downs, which is to say, not on second and long, third or more than six, or fourth and any more than five, I think, or something like that. So basically, downs when you could run or pass. The average amount of yards that our line secures for our running backs, which is to say, how successful they are at opening up those first three or four yards, is about mm-hmm. two point four six uh, yards per play, which is not good. So about an average line for the year on the average, um, it gets their running backs about three yards per play. And I think that's really reflective of the fact that we haven't totally gotten all of our sort of like um, running game stuff rate woes out of our, um, you know, out of our system. Yeah. Let's see. Let's give, let's give, let's have, look at, looking at these goals, are there any other stats you think that we should have a goal to improve? So I, I really like the idea of, um, really looking back into our standard downs. I feel like we could, we definitely have a lot of room to improve on um, bringing up our YPC, especially during uh, first and second down, wearing down their defense. And that's really telling because we have, we've talked about just a moment ago when I was saying that uh, I really want Chubb and Michelle, which uh, now we know Michelle is not playing. I really want Chubb and the rest of our running backs to just play a more effective game, more touches on the ball, really just run more in the early game to wear this defense down. That, Samford's, I'm not necessarily worried about their defense. When I say this defense, I think I, I probably mean more so like the, the general you and the defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that is most likely where our offense has kind of come from. Our offense has not looked as good as we know it can be um, up in, at, up to this point in the year. But I think I threw around some um, conspiracy theorist kind of ideas about how I think Kirby Smart is definitely playing this game right now and he's not get, showing all his cards and we're waiting for SEC play to definitely start. Yeah, and I mean, I don't expect that to change this week either. No, not at all. I, I think seeing our offensive line yards on standard downs go up and seeing our havoc rate for linebackers just so we can get those boys into the first round go up, those would two be very two very good ones. And then I think you're right. I mean, Chubb ended the game with 14 carries last week. I do not want Chubb to end the game with fewer than, what, 10? I want 20. I want 20, man. You, you Oh, mm. Well, 20 is a bit, 20 is reaching. 15, I say 15 is fine. It's going to be yeah. a run heavy game. Yeah. Because we're going to run the clock. If, if I would say, I, I think we pull, I would be happy if we pull him out at, after whatever happens first. Either he hits 15 carries or he hits 100 yards. So yeah. if he runs for 25 yards in the first quarter and then at the beginning of the second quarter, he has a 75 yard touchdown, just take pull him out. out. Yeah. yeah. 
So just like let's get him, let's get him, let's get him lathered up, and let's make sure he stays healthy. I don't know what 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 do you think we will see? So we've we've this has been our wish list to this point. What do you think? What, what do you think this is going to look like, both in the stadium and then also like just how our team's going to perform? Um, so it's a seven o'clock game. I think this is going to be a game where we're up by three scores by halftime. Just like normal games, where we're expected to win as much as we are in this game, it the the stadium will start emptying out in the student section by the end of third quarter. They'll stay there for Krypton, and then they'll probably start to kind of peter out if if we're not already up by like four points at the end of the third quarter. Uh, but you know you know more about that than I do. But that's just been my experience. But you have been to multiple multiples and multiples more games than I have in my. Bulldog no, career. I mean I I think that that's probably the correct read. I think we might get you know, a little bit more juice because the students like to do the light up Sanford thing. But I think it's, mm-hmm. I think a lot of them will leave at halftime. And, and then as soon as the light up Sanford things happens, it'll be like, okay, that was cool. Peace homies. <laughs> like, see you guys it's at Flanagan's or whatever. Uh, or like, I guess where they, what do, where do they go now? Downtown. Uh, no, they still go to Bourbon street. See you guys at Bourbon street. Um, <laughs> see you guys at jerseys. For oh the, God. Yeah, I know. Right. Oh. The jerseys is like the Moss Eisley Cantina. Um, it really is. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I expect to see a game that is well in hand. It would not surprise me if we went into the fourth quarter covering and then did not cover the 34.5-point spread. Or mm-hmm. if we're looking at the um, the projected Bill Connolly spread is, what, 36. So, you know, I think we very well could go into the – we could go into the fourth quarter covering the 36-point spread and kind mm-hmm. of give out a couple of garbage touchdowns just because, you know, I mean, Samford does have – um, a pretty good RPO running uh, quarterback. I mean, I'm not trying to like poor mouth and say like, we got to be careful, but you know, he is the kind of, they have enough talent that if we just start screwing around in the fourth quarter, they're going to get a couple yeah. of garbage touchdowns on us. I'm imagining that we'll get, you know, the game going to the fourth quarter where it might look something like, I don't know, 35, nothing. And then it, it, the game ends 35, 10 on just, you know, Stetson Bennett has a turnover or Bryce mm-hmm. Ramsey throws another pick or whatever. But I would be totally satisfied with that. I also, you know what, the other thing I think I'm, we're going to see, my second projection would be, I think that, um, I don't even think Nick Chubb's going to get close to that 15 carries we wanted to. No, there's no way he is. I, I want that too for him, because I. but I think what's going to happen is the first time he gets a big run, they're just going to pull him. I think yeah. he, he might end the game with like five carries for 80 yards or something. And mm-hmm. he might have like three six-yard carries and then just bust one up and then they're just going to pull him out of the game. Yeah, so I mean, that's about all I got on Samford. Do you want to move on? Do you have anything else? I was just going to say, I really wish that we were a team where I would pull up my ESPN and be like, man, 72-0. What a crazy time that was. You know, like just crazy points. Like, man, way to go, Bulldogs. You really did it. A shutout with 80 points on the board. But I don't think that's ever actually happened. Uh, especially since we're not an air raid team. So that's the thing. Yeah, I... I... One of my wish list items is probably for us to just like lay 50 on them mm-hmm. and just not because like I want to hurt anybody or like, you know, want to prove something, but just I, I would like to see us have a game well in hand. I would like to see us not sweat. And also I'd like to see us get, um, you know, I would like to see uh, 19 or 20 freshmen play. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure we will. I mean, regardless yeah. of what happens. We'll see plenty of freshmen play. We'll see names we've never seen before this and year. What will be good is if we sit, if we lay fifty six on them, and we cover. What that's going to mean is going to it's going to bode well for our offense in some ways. Not that they're going to provide a lot of resistance, but in the sense that if you lay fifty six on somebody um, on a game like this, it means that you basically run the the top ten percent of the plays in your playbook, and you still hang fifty on them. 
You know what I'm saying? Because like we're yeah. not going to do anything fancy. We're going to run, we're going to run our the little uh, read option uh, action shotgun run. We're going to run up the middle. We're going to run out of the pistol. We're going to do some like quick slant stuff. We're going to start working the sideline. We're going to do all the basic stuff that we've done all year, and we're not going to put any wrinkles in. And no. so if we really hang on them, what it means is not only did we have better players, we had better better players who are willing to come out and just execute for the whole four quarters. And that's really what I want to see. This has been a very abridged episode of the Chapel Bell Curve. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and pretty much anywhere else you can find podcasts. You can get in touch with us on Facebook by searching Chapel Bell Curve, by email at chapelbellcurve at gmail.com, on Twitter and Instagram at Chapel Bell Curve, and pretty much anywhere else you can just search the words Chapel Bell Curve and you'll get in touch with us. Also, go check out our new website, chapelbellcurve.com. It'll be a hub for all of our new content, including blog posts, episodes, Twitter feeds, anything else we find relevant throughout the week, and most recently, a bunch of stat sheets that we put together that we're going to be sharing with you guys, just what we use and where we get all that information. If you enjoyed today's abridged episode, please leave us a rating and review. Don't judge us too much for this big technical flub. We'll be back on Monday or Tuesday with a fantastic SEC East preview. But we look forward to hanging out with you guys and catching you in the classic city. And until then, go dogs.